Good morning. morning. Let's all stand up together. We're going to have a word of prayer. I don't know if you find that in many business seminars, but you will in this one. Because I believe that uh, the Holy Spirit's the chief component in uh, helping us make money. How many of you know God wants you to make money? Amen. Amen. I'm glad you believe that. (laughs) Praise the Lord. So let's pray. Just lift your hands. Father, we invite you. Holy Spirit, we invite you into this place today. We thank you for your presence and your anointing. And Father, I pray the anointing will flow today, God, to just open up our hearts, to give us inspired ideas. Lord, to to give us understanding of how we can go to the next level. So Father, we just praise you and thank you today for what you're going to do in our lives. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, let me tell you how I, I got started with eBay. Because it's kind of uh, maybe a little weird for some people that, that I do this, but the reason I got started was I had a bunch of stuff around the church that I wanted to get rid of. So I told my wife, I said, I think I'll just put this on eBay. And so I'd never really sold anything on eBay, but I heard people talk about it. So I got on there and I got myself an account and I started listing some things and and uh, what do you know, it's sold. I list something else, it'd sell. And uh, man, I was getting hooked with this. I was looking for stuff everywhere. I was going around my house, pulling stuff out, selling it, until finally my wife said, that's it, no more. She said, if you want to sell something, you're going to have to find someplace else to get it. <laughs> so I started looking for uh, uh, places where I could source products. And just kind of did it, you know, just a little bit here and there, you know, it's kind of like a, a hobby. But I found out that you can really have a legitimate business. And as a pastor, I, uh, you know, I'd get in the pulpit and tell people that God wanted them to be blessed, you know, that give and God will give it back to you a hundredfold. And of course, that's true. But sometimes you just need a, a gateway an avenue, you need the tools to, uh, to make money. And this is, this is a business that you can start with little or no money, and you can do it part-time if you want to. A lot of times, you know, there's this housewife's home taking care of the kids would like to make an extra $500 a month or $1,000 a month or whatever, and they can do that at home, or if you want a full-time business, you can do that too. You know, so I've talked to a lot of people, and I know there's people, you know, just dream about maybe having an online business, and, uh, you know, I just believe if you do that, follow your dreams. If you got something in your spirit, something in your heart, I believe that God puts those, those kinds of desires on the inside of us. And uh, when, I, when I was growing up, I grew up in a little, uh, a little Baptist church, and uh, they actually had a poverty mentality. And uh, I was taught, you know, as just a young guy, that uh, money was kind of evil. It was the root of all evil. And so that was kind of my mentality, but somehow that never really set right with me. As I got a little older, I realized, you know, that uh, if you're going to live and be blessed, you've got to have money to do that. And uh, when I got saved... I found out that God really wanted me to prosper. How many of you know that the Lord wants you to prosper? 
and be in health as your soul prospers. And so I believe that if you have those dreams on the inside of those, especially a dream of, of starting your own business, it can become a reality. And God can bless you. You know, as I was praying for this meeting this morning, I was just thinking about, you know, if there's 25 or 30 people that actually got started in doing this business, how that would enhance your own life, but more than that, how that could finance the gospel and, you know, build Bible schools or build additions onto this building or whatever you want to do, you have the finances to do that. I don't think we should ever be held back by finances. How many of you believe that? And God will make a way where there is no way. I believe that. I've seen it in my own life, and I've seen it in a lot of other people's lives. And so, you know, the reason a lot of people don't start, you know, sometimes they're just afraid they're going to fail. I can't tell you the times I've failed. And sometimes it's, it's been some big failures but uh, I remember one time I, I was in this business, and it was a bath boutique business, and I had some stores in the mall, and uh, I was embezzled. Not, to make a long story short, I went under. And uh, some, I got sued by some companies. I was just a young kid. I think I was 24 years old at that time. And uh, I got sued, and so I go into this courtroom and stand before the judge, you know, and these people wanted their money. I didn't have any money. <laughs> it was all gone. It was gone, you know. But uh, so, man, you talk about dejected and depressed and feeling like a failure and like, you know, I felt like my life was over. And so we got out of that meeting. I get on the elevator, you know, and, and you know, I just feel like a pygmy, you know, I'm just in there. <laughs> and uh, so the lawyer for the, representing the people that sued me, got in the elevator with me. And we're standing there in the elevator, you know, and the door closes, and I'm just depressed and dejected. And he reached over and he put his hand on my shoulder. He said, son, let me give you some advice. Go out tomorrow and start another business. Wow. <laughs> I never forgot that. I thought he was against me. He wasn't against me. You know, just representing those other people, you know, but he knew what I'd gone through. And I just kind of had the feeling he knew what failure was too. Don't ever let failure stop you. Come on, tell somebody, don't ever let failure stop you. You know, just get up and keep going, you know. So whether it's a fear of failure or, you know, maybe you feel you a lack of ability, what I'm going to do this morning is give you the tools to start a business. And by the time you leave here today, you should be able to go online and start your own business. With maybe you don't have any money, find some things around the house. Don't take anything from the church, but <laughs> no, don't 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 list don't list Brother Banks' car. You know? <laughs> Just get started small, but do something, you know? Try something new. You know, somebody said one time, if you don't jump, the parachute won't open. You know, you just got you get, to get out there and you got to jump and get into it. And so I never really paid much attention to it until about a year after I was kind of messing around, playing around with eBay, and I got serious. 
And I found some places where I could source some products. And when I got serious, I think my first year I sold, a, I think I sold like $90,000 worth of products. Then the next year I, I upped it a little bit and I sold 130000 And, uh, you know, and last year I think I sold 190000 And this is just part-time. And uh, so this year I'm on track to sell $230,000 worth of stuff on eBay. How many of you know that's a lot of stuff? <laughs> but I've learned how to do it. I've learned how to make it easy. I can do it. It's, it's work. What I'm telling you this morning is work, but it's worth it, and it pays great dividends. So I'm just telling you what can be done. Whether you want to spend that much time to do that, you know, you, I, that's between you and, and the Lord and your husband or your wife or whatever, but I believe that you can really be blessed. So, you know, just jumping out there, I've always had this philosophy, just go do it, and, you know... Don't worry about the obstacles. And, uh, you know, that's the way we built River of Life Church. It's the way I built everything. And uh, somehow it just, it all comes together. And if it doesn't, then you just go try again. I just believe you need to have, (laughs) you need to at least have a plan. So I believe your dreams will guide you. How many have you some, some dreams in your heart about doing some big things for God? I believe you do or you wouldn't be here this morning, you know, so... This morning, I'm going to be primarily focusing my attention on how to uh, start a business through uh, the eBay, eBay marketplace. You know, it's a great gateway, and there's other ways. The things, some of the things I'm sharing you with this morning actually carry over onto Amazon. You can sell on the Amazon. They're a little stricter, and it's a little more complicated, but not a lot more. Uh, once you learn, once you learn how to sell on eBay, you can go any place and sell. So what I do now is I sell on eBay and I sell on Amazon both. And then Amazon has a shipping center where they can actually, you can ship them all their, your products and if you sell on eBay, they'll ship that for you too. So there's ways to do that. I don't have time to get in that today, but I'm going to give you the basics and help you get started. So, you know, you could open up a web store, you could build your own website. I thought about that, or you know, you can. There's e-commerce platforms that you can use, you know, things like a Shopify or Big Commerce, and uh, those are those are good. But then you have to uh, you have to do all the social media, you have to build your site, you have to you know you have to get it up high enough on Google search where people actually come here and see that you exist. You know, that takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of work. Ebay's done all that work for you. I don't have a website. I had one at one time, and I said, why even fool with this? I don't really even need it. So now I have an eBay store, and uh, so I just put everything in that eBay store. They do all the work. It just makes it much easier for me. You know, they're, they're monster uh, websites, and millions of people visit them every day. You know, so instead of taking the time out necessary to build web stores and do all this other stuff, you know, I just sell on eBay. eBay has 165 million buyers worldwide. You know, that's a lot of buyers. And they've got 25 million sellers uh, selling products on eBay. You, You may think that that's a lot, but when you think about the billions of people around the world, then, uh, 
you realize we could use a lot more sellers. So right now the market's at a place where it's time for new people to come in because uh, you probably know more people are doing shopping online than they are in department stores now. Sometimes you can go through these malls and they're so empty you can roll a bowling ball down and not hit anybody. Uh, so it's a, great, it's a great place to sell. There's 25 million sellers. They, they had $82 billion in sales in uh, 2015. And uh, they're projecting that this year that's going to go up another 12%. So that's a lot of money. You know, it has, uh, out of that $82 billion, 56% of that came from international sales. What I like about eBay is they have a great global shipping program that makes it really easy to ship your products all over the world. You can ship a product to, uh, to uh, Europe just as easy as you can ship it to Columbus, Ohio. And so you can sell products all over the world. Just think about that. When you put something on eBay, people all over the world are looking at your, your product. So you have a great chance that you're going to sell it. You know? So this shipping program is great. You know, there was an uh, analytics firm named Comscore that showed that consumers now are spending more time online shopping than they are in the stores and that that's going to that's uh, exponentially go up over the next few years. So it's just, it's an amazing opportunity for those that uh, want to be in business for themselves. I mean, you say that's me. So... I'm excited about being here this morning and showing you how I do this. I don't know everything, but I've learned some things. And what I do know is that, that uh, if you have the right motives, then God will bless you. And when I say the right motives, you know, everything I do, I try to put God first. You know, Lord, what do you want me to do with this? How do you want me to handle this? And uh, it's only been about a little over a year that I realized I've got something here that I can share with the body of Christ and help other people. And so I believe if you have the motives where you want to help other people, just think about your own friends and your own family and people around you, you know, that are struggling. And you can show them how they can really be blessed and they don't need a lot of money to do that. <clears throat> The average amount of time that uh, uh, people spend on eBay is 150 minutes a month. That's a lot of time. How I many of you can buy a lot of stuff in 150 minutes? And that goes up around the holidays. Right now, in June and July, things are kind of slow. So I only keep, I only keep uh, maybe thirty or $40,000 worth of stuff listed. But when the holidays come, and uh, actually, we're having a seminar just in time for you to jump in on the holidays. That's going to jump like crazy. And you'll find out if, if you get your products and get them online, you'll find out that they're going to sell so fast that you're just going to spend your time. I'm not kidding you. You're going to spend your time shipping it out and pulling money out of PayPal and putting it in your bank account. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> so... But first things first, you've got to open up an eBay account. How many of you have an eBay account op opened already? Okay, some of you do. It's very easy. You know, you can go online, you know, you can pull up their application, and actually you can be on eBay in just a few minutes. It's very easy to do that. 
You know, it's, an, it's just an online application. They systematically walk you through your name, your address, <laughs> you know, a few little things that you got to sign up for, you know, and then sign up for a PayPal account. How many of you have a PayPal account? Sign up for a PayPal account. You have to have a PayPal account if you're going to sell on eBay, you know. And so most eBay uh, buyers have a PayPal account, and it's a safe way to shop. You know, it protects you as a seller, and it protects uh, the buyer also. So it's important that you have this payment gateway. Some people try to use uh, their own payment gateways through their own websites, and they're connected to PayPal. And uh, that can be somewhat successful, but I can guarantee you, if you don't have a PayPal account, it's going to cost you customers. You know, and so you just have to be, you get those set up. Start listing a few things. Uh, there's a little listing, you know, the list this item comes up, and it says, what's the name of your item? And, uh, you know, take a few pictures of the item. We'll talk about those things and list it and sell it. It's really, really easy. How many have ever sold anything on eBay? A couple of you. So... When you start doing this, what you need to realize up front that customer service and satisfaction is primary. And uh, it's a requirement if you're going to be a seller. If you underestimate the importance of keeping customers happy, you won't be in business long, especially on eBay. Because if you start getting a few complaints on eBay about not doing things right, not accepting returns, or... or uh, selling something, describing it as new and it's used and these types of things, eBay will kick you off in a heartbeat. And so will Amazon. And so just like when you go online, you buy something, you, be, you expect it to be what they say it is. And uh, so I always think about when I'm looking at a product, I try to look at it through my customer's eyes. So when I list that product, I'm listing it correctly and listing it honestly. So you have to do this and keep your customers happy and, uh, and you'll be all right. If you don't, you won't. I see people constantly on, online complaining that they got kicked off of Amazon or they got kicked off of, off of eBay and they didn't do anything wrong. They don't kick you off if you're doing everything right. They want you as a seller. But they want, they want people that are honest and people that are, are legitimate because they've got millions of people visiting your site all the time. And so to get started, you know, get, get your eBay set up, get your PayPal set up, and then make yourself a little plan. It doesn't have to be elaborate, but decide what you want to do. Decide what you want to sell. So it's a great way <clears throat> to keep you focused. And then set goals. I use, I use my goals as a checklist. And, uh, you know, some people set five-year goals, and uh, maybe that's all right for some folks. I don't really do that, but I love short-term goals. I do, and I love, I love uh, goals, 30-day 30, 30 goals, six-month goals, or maybe a, a year out. I can see that. Honestly, folks, I can't see real well five years down the road. I just know if I keep my short-term goals on track, I'm going to be okay. And that's proven to be okay for me. If you're going to do uh, a business, a major business, of course you need a, a good business plan. And uh, so I'm not diminishing that at all. 
You know, stay with your strengths. Do what you're good at. You know, you may have some, some gifts of maybe making artwork or making gift baskets or, or all of that. And, and it's something that people like and something that you could sell online. So stay with your strengths and it'll just make you happier. You know, stay with stuff that you know about and you're knowledgeable about and it'll help you, you know. And then uh, you can set some investment limits. I suggest that you start small and that you just grow kind of like I did, you know, just uh, don't invest a lot of money until you know what you're doing. Once you know what you, you can, once you know what you're doing, you can exponentially grow. But get your feet wet, find out what you're doing, and that way you won't become overwhelmed or discouraged, you know. Uh, to be successful in business, you have to invest to increase. And so you can't take the money that you sold your items for and go spend it on something else. Hold that money back. You know, you were getting along without it before you had it. <laughs> you know, hold it back. I had a friend of mine one time that went in, went in business and... Uh, Man, he was running around bragging about how blessed he was, and he went out and bought himself a car, and he was buying all these things, and six months later, he was out of business because he was taking all the money and spending it instead of investing it back in the business itself. And so I say you have to invest to increase. Take the money. It's that, this is exactly the way I did it. I had the things I sold around my house, had a little extra money. I think I, I started with like $2,000. And uh, so I just kept that. And I found a place. Actually, it was uh, liquidation.com. I'll share a little bit about that uh, later. But you could buy little auctions there. It's a great place to start and buying small auctions. You can buy for four or $500. And uh, I started buying those. And I started building it to the place where I have my house. I have a three-car garage. And, uh, and there's an office in between, so I got a perfect setup. So I filled up my garage. I remember one time I ordered this stuff and they came. I didn't realize how much stuff I ordered. And UPS delivered it at my house. I knew it was significant when a semi pulled up. <laughs> Think about, think about my wife. <laughs> she had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> a semi pulls up in front of my house, and you know how they let off those air brakes? <laughs> my wife heard that, and she said, what's a semi doing out there? <laughs> I said, I don't know. I said, I, I, said, I ordered some stuff <laughs> off of liquidation.com. I ordered some stuff. And a guy comes and knocks on the door and says, I got six pallets out here for you. <laughs> I wish you to see my wife's face. 
I was in shock myself. I thought they were just going to send some boxes, you know, and it's all on pallets. And so I said, you can have to pull around back. <laughs> then, load, I filled my garage up with these, uh, what I buy is uh, shelf pulls and returns. And I sell consumer electronics. So they pull back there. You got to go through all of that stuff. You got to test it. You got to make sure it's it's working. You got to repackage it. Uh, you got to uh, decide, you know, whether it's uh, a new open box or it's used. You know, you just got to go through all that those processes. That was a lot of work. I said, "Oh man." <laughs> So uh, since then, I've learned, I've learned how to buy. I still buy a lot of stuff, but my wife's used to it now. <laughs> and I got stuff. You know, I got places now, shelves and places to put it. And it all comes to the back of the house. She never... <laughs> Sometimes she, she walks through the garage and she'll just look at me like, what are you doing? But I've learned right now I'm stocking up for Christmas. I've been stocking up for Christmas for two months. And so I got my garage full of stuff. This last week I ordered $12,000 worth of Bluetooth speakers and they just came in the day before I left and UPS left them at the front door. My wife said, what is all that stuff out there? <laughs> So, you got to invest to increase. That's what I, I tell my wife, look, honey, you got to invest to increase. You got to do it. And uh, so it's, uh, it's comical, but it's also fun. And it's like you're having Christmas all the time. <laughs> I mean, you got all this stuff coming in, it's, you know, open the boxes, you know, and just, it's amazing looking there and say, wow, <laughs> I think I'll keep that for myself. <laughs> So, you know, decide, decide what you want to sell. I sell consumer electronics. Uh, there's all kinds of categories, just pet supplies, you name it. You, there's all kinds of categories, whatever you like. Uh, and start finding ways to source those products. You know, if what interests you the most, what are you passionate about, and, uh, and you can sell those things. Yeah, now, when I get done with the end of the session, we're going to have question and answer time. And I think that's, it'll be better that way, because a lot of you are going to have the same question, and, uh, and you can take notes while other people are asking questions. So we'll definitely have that time where you can answer or ask questions, you know. So anyway, I like to keep up with the tech world, so I sell consumer electronics. Uh, I've kind of be pretty knowledgeable about those. They change all the time, as you know, new products are coming out constantly, you know, so they just may add features here or there, but I'm able to keep, with, keep up with that and, and be knowledgeable about it. And that's one thing, you have to be knowledgeable about the stuff you sell, because people are going to ask you questions. Just on an average, I get 100 emails uh, a week just asking questions about what kind of product this and... And so you've got to be able to answer those products. If you don't, people won't buy from you. 
just imagine somebody selling computers and they don't know anything about computers and somebody asks you a question about the technical question about the computer, you can't answer it. You know, they're, they're going to think you're probably a novice or you're a fraud and either way they're not going to buy from you. And so make sure you know whatever you're selling, you know about that, that product and it will help you with your sales, you know. So I try to be as knowledgeable as I can. It gives me an edge. And because uh, a lot of folks that sell on eBay, you'll find out when you get on there and start selling, they have no idea what they're doing. They have no idea how to price their products. And uh, I know that's going to be one of your questions. How do I price my products? That's a big, that's a big question that most people don't know the answer to. So... I know before I ever buy a product how much money I'm going to make on eBay. And I'm going to show you how to do that. <clears throat> and so, you know, maybe you're not tech savvy and you don't want to sell that kind of stuff. There's thousands of different products that, that you can sell, so don't worry about it. I'm sure you'll find something that, that you really like to sell. You know, most likely, you know, uh, you're going to be dealing a lot of times online with novices, and they're going to ask you questions. They're just crazy questions like, you know, how long do you think the battery is going to last on this Bluetooth speaker if I play it four hours a day for, you know, you don't, you don't know those answers. So you always have to be kind no matter who's asking the question or what kind of question it is. Remember, you're dealing with your customers or potential customers, so you all have to be kind, you know. So, you know, just trying to sell products uh, at the cheapest price is not a good business strategy because people can always undercut you. And once you really learn how to list your products and sell your products, uh, actually you'll be one of the sellers that can get top dollar for your products. I never list my products uh, cheaper, try to undercut everybody else because somebody's going to undercut you and you know, and it's just a vicious cycle. You never do that. What I've learned that there's a lot of people like, for instance, uh, I had some Beats pills, Bluetooth speakers. I don't know if you're familiar with those, but they're real popular. And uh, I bought, I think I bought like a hundred or so of these speakers for $60, and I had them on line for $169. It's a pretty good profit. And some other guys come on there, and they had theirs on for $139. And uh, that wasn't the market. The market's really 100 for a new open box, $169 for a pill speaker. And so they're selling theirs, for 139, everybody's buying theirs, and you, you naturally think, well, do I need to lower my price? So what I did is I, on the page, they'll tell you how many of that product's left. Like, he sells one, they'll say 10 left, or, you know, nine left, or whatever, or they'll tell you more than 10. And so I looked on there, I saw this guy had 10 left. So I just let him sell his 10. You know, he sells his 10, and now people are back paying $169 for mine. <laughs> you know, so, so don't try to undercut people. It will just cost you, it'll cost you money. Just wait them out. You know, especially at Christmas, you'll find that there's thousands of sellers, and they may only have 
five or ten of one product, and they, they don't know really how to price their products, and they'll just throw it on there hoping somebody's going to buy it. You know, you're a professional. Don't fall into that trap. You know, just wait them out. You'll sell your products. And so that's a good business strategy. You know, it's important to know, you know, your item that you sell is going to be profitable. You know, for example, uh, don't go in business trying to sell cassette tapes. <laughs> You're not going to make a lot of money. There'll be some people out there, you know, that's got an old system way back when, you know, and they, they might need a few, but, you know, think about what you're selling. You know? So now you're going to sell something like a Bluetooth speaker or Bluetooth headphones or, you know, wired, it doesn't matter, but everybody downloads their music. And so when you do your research, you want to think about uh, what sells the most, how can I get the most money out of it, and uh, how do I list it and those types of things. It'll really help, you know. You've got to keep in mind that, you know, it's more profitable sometimes to find yourself a niche market and sell in that market because there's just a lot of competition out there. It's just a part of business, you know. So, you know, instead of selling uh, Bluetooth Wi-Fi uh, speakers, you know, that uh, Apple makes or Beats makes or somebody like that, you know, you might find something in a niche market with a little, you know, maybe you, there's not as much competition there and sell in that market. You know, there's people who sell everything on eBay. You know, they just find things that the big box stores don't have and they'll sell them. You can go on eBay and buy a screw. You know, there's just some particular thing that nobody else has. And if you sell those things, you will make money and you build yourself a business just doing things like that. You know, so you got to keep in mind that it's more profitable sometimes to just find that. It takes a little work to find niche markets, but, but uh, sometimes it can really be profitable. And it, it really works well if, uh, if you have your own product that you've created and you want to sell it. I know a lady that uh, um, she makes candles and soaps and those types of things, and she packaged it real well. She puts them on eBay and sells them and makes a great profit. My sister, uh, she makes like uh, custom designed cakes, and she's really good at it. And uh, some things she couldn't, uh, she couldn't find kind of like molds that she wanted to make, and so she started making her own molds and designing them that way, and now she sells those. And so there's just tons of different things that you can do to make money. You know, the main thing is when you're in business, how many of you know you want to make a profit? That's what it's all about. And so you got to constantly keep that in mind, you know. What kind of profit am I going to make out of this, you know. Because your competition's out there, and they're thinking the same way you are, you know. And they're, most of them are larger brand markets, and it's very difficult to uh, compete with those kind of people, you know. So, you know, if you sold iPhones, you'd have to buy them at a, a great price, because there's people out there that are buying these things in like large volumes and uh, they can sell them cheaper. Although they've got a box store and it costs them more to run that store, they can sell that item because they got thousands of people coming into their store uh, every week. And so, you know, they can, they can sell things cheaper, many times cheaper than you can. So, you know, you just got to make sure you're selling the right, the right things and don't keep, compete with people like that. And so instead of selling iPhones, you know, find a niche market like, 
you know, find like an aviation community. You know, and there's, they have uh, all kinds of products that are geared just for pilots and sell those like David Clark headphones and, and sell those. Those are great products. And so if you think about those kind of markets, you know, you can, uh, you can, you can definitely uh, just kind of cut yourself out a piece of the market and really make some real money. You know, uh, you got to consider what price range you want to sell in, you know, uh, what kind of investment you want to make because selling higher priced products, of course, is going to make you more money. If I, if I sell an iPhone for $500 that I bought for $300, I want to make $200. If I sell the, buy the case for $15 and sell it for $25, I'm going to make $10. So sometimes, you know, uh, if you got really, really popular items, you can sell small items like that and make plenty of money, but you got to sell a lot of them. Uh, as I said, I sell commun uh, uh, consumer electronics. My average, my average profit on an item is $60. And so I try to stay at that average. Sometimes, like, I just bought uh, 50 Bose systems. They're the Bose Cinemate 15 systems. I bought, uh, I bought 50 of those for... Uh, I think I paid 60, 60 something dollars for them. I can't remember now. But anyway, I sold them for, I sold these for 200 to $329. So I'm making a lot of money. So what you got to realize though, when you sell big items like that, that uh, on eBay now, most places they want free shipping. And so you got to consider what your shipping cost is going to be. I'm paying 30 to $40 just to ship that item. So now I'm looking at those, and I think, you know, you start looking at those kinds of factors, and you realize your profit margin is not going to be that high if you don't take into consideration what it's going to cost you to, to ship this stuff. I spent $7,000 last Christmas just shipping stuff to people. You know, that's a lot of money for shipping. And so this year I've changed my strategy a little bit, and I'm trying to buy smaller, smaller high-priced products so it doesn't cost as much to ship it to my customers, you know. And then, uh, you know, so anyway, you got to get, find out what uh, price category you want to sell in. Now, if you're going to sell in high-priced categories, you know, it's, it's a higher financial risk. And, uh, you know, if you don't have money to do that, by the way, don't finance your business with credit cards. Uh, that's the easiest way to get in trouble. You know, I do sometimes, but I always have the cash to pay for, for the, the auction I buy. But I'll do it sometimes just to get the airline points. But uh, if you're doing it because you don't have the money to pay for the product, don't do it. Build slow, grow slow. It may take you a little bit longer, but you're going to be stronger in the end, believe me. I've watched people try to... Uh, and constantly I'm getting emails, even from eBay, or not eBay, but PayPal, and places like that. Let us loan, they want to loan me money, you know, because uh, they've watched my track record and they know what kind of sales I have. And so they're offering me, I get people constantly offering me money. I don't want your money because I fell into that trap one time, folks, and I was over $50,000 in debt just with credit cards. And how many of you know that's hard? I paid it off, but that was hard to pay off. Yeah. 
And so don't fall into that, that trap. Just grow slow and be strong and be smart. You know, so there's another way that you can list products on eBay, and it's called drop shipping. How many have ever heard of drop shipping? Brother Bank, a couple of you. Drop, drop shipping companies are companies that already have the products in stock themselves, and uh, they don't particularly sell the products. They want you to come and sign up with them. You sell their products on eBay, Amazon, your own website, whatever. And once you make that sale and your customer pays you, then you pay the drop shipping company. By the way, they sell everything. Consumer, you name it, they sell it. They have all the pictures uh, of the products. They have the product listing, uh, all the details. And so you take that and you just add it to your you list their products and add it to your web page or your eBay store, whatever you're selling from. And so it actually looks like you're selling the product, which you are, but uh, you have a drop shipper that's sourcing you. And so when you sell that product, your customer pays for that product, you pay the drop shipper. The drop shipper uh, packages the product, ships it out to your customer. Uh, with your invoice, and so it looks like you actually ship the product yourself, but uh, they're there doing all that work for you. Uh, you can do that. I don't particularly do it because uh, it eats up most of your profit, but if you don't have a lot of money to get started, I think it's a great way to get started. And uh, so instead of making $30 off a of profit, maybe you only make $10. Sometimes you only make $5 but you have no investment. And so, you know, you, if you list a thousand products and uh, you're making $10 a product and you're, you're selling four or $500 a product, that's not bad, you know? And so I wouldn't rule out, as a matter of fact, I got a whole teaching I do just on drop shipping. Uh, we don't have time, of course, to get into that today, but, but uh, you can go online, you can read about it if you don't know anything about drop shipping. Uh, there's a lot of companies out there you have to be careful what company you get connected with, you know, because if you can connect with the wrong ones sometimes, you know, it can come back to bite you, you know. So you got to find the right wholesalers. you got to find the right drop shippers, you know, and you got to make sure that, that you're buying your products at the right price, you know. So you want to make sure that you're buying your products that allow for the greatest profit. And, uh, you know, find the right wholesalers and drop shippers is not an easy task. And uh, it takes a lot of research, but this is a crucial step for the success of your, your business. And so these drop shippers and wholesalers, you know, they'll, they'll send you large or small quantities of stuff, you know, but their prices can vary significantly. And so you, got, you have to do due diligence, you know, and make sure you're, you're, uh, you're buying your products at the best price. You know, legitimate drop shippers will incur all the expense of stocking your products. You know, they prepare your orders, they do all your shipping for you, and they do it all in a timely fashion. You know, but using the wrong drop, shipper, drop shippers can really turn out bad for you because there's a lot of small companies out there or companies that aren't legitimate and uh, they won't ship the product, they'll ship the wrong product, they won't ship it on time, and uh, 
when you're selling on eBay, uh, you have to take all the responsibility for that product that you're selling. And so if they get the wrong product, they want to return, it's a big hassle. Uh, you know, sometimes they back order the products. Uh, customers hate back orders. You know, so they'll say, no, don't back order it, just give me a refund. And uh, it just turns into a real hassle. And so you just have to be careful that uh, you're researching these companies to make sure that they're reliable and that they're ethical. How many of you know not everybody out there is reliable and ethical? Not everybody loves Jesus like you do. <laughs> and uh, some people that love Jesus are a little, you know, when it comes to business. And so, you know, we've dealt with all kinds of things like that. So you need to know exactly what the cost of your product's going to be. You need to know that your, your sourcing wholesaler is reliable. You know, and then when you buy something off of somebody, what a lot of these companies will do is they'll sell you the product uh, cheap, but they'll, they'll uh, charge you uh, three or four times more for shipping. And so they make up their profits that way. Matter of fact, I don't know if you've ever gone on eBay and bought anything, but sometimes you look and you say, man, that's a really good price for that. And you click on the buy it now, and the shipping's $167. <laughs> and so you got to watch, there's people like that that operate like that. So you just got to watch those kind of things. And these wholesalers are no different. So you got to, when you ask what the price of the product is, it's just as important as what's it going to cost me to get that product shipped to me. And so you know, you know you're asking about all these expenses because you want to know what your profit's going to be when you sell that product. And so, uh, you know, when you sell do, uh, drop shipping, just know your profit margin is going to be small. But if that's the way you need to start, start that way. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, and so when you're selling on eBay, you got to use high standards. When you're selling stuff, like you're selling stuff around your house. How many of you got some stuff around your house you could just... We all do. Well, if you list... If you list that stuff, you got no money in it. You got all that money that you're going to turn right around and reinvest. But you got to make sure that when you list it, start start off day one. Be professional. No, make sure that uh, when you write details about whatever you're listing, that it's correct. And uh, you know you can use your little salesmanship thing in there too, but you just have to be honest and truthful. You know because that's the way. You want people to be with you. Take lots of pictures. If there's any defects in that product, uh, you know, nobody likes a surprise. So when they get that product into the house and find out, hey, this has got a big crack in the back of it. You know, nobody likes to see that. So take pictures of those things. And you'd be surprised there's customers out there that'll buy your product. And they don't care about little flaws here and there as long as it, it works properly. But they, they do care if you don't tell them about it. And so I use lots of photos, and I make sure. And by the way, use your own photos. Uh, there's people that uh, on eBay constantly that are copying and pasting my photos onto their products. And, and uh, so I know it can't look like my product. <laughs> but they make you think it looks better than it does. 
You know, take good pictures so it looks good. You know, the quality of your pictures are really, really important. Uh, how many of you ever gone on eBay and you've looked at items and you, you know, the first thing you look at is the pictures. And if the pictures look lousy, it may be a good product but somebody was a lousy picture taker. But you just skip right over that because you don't want anything that looks like that. So make sure that you take good pictures. And uh, you can... You can either build uh, a light box or you can buy one at Office Depot and a light box is simply that. Or you, you can just build one, but it's a, a box with lights on the inside of it that just kind of gives light all of so you don't have a bunch of shadows and dark places and that. Stick your little product in there, take a picture of it, and it looks like studio quality. And now your iPhones and have gotten to the place, you know, to where they take really great quality pictures. And uh, most of the time now I'm taking pictures. I've got all these cameras and stuff I bought. Now I just take my iPhone and I just snap my picture in there and I email it back to my, my, uh, my uh, computer, pop it up there, make any corrections need to be done, and post it. And it's just that quick. So a lot of this stuff that I'm saying today may sound, man, that's complicated, and that's or that takes a lot of time. You'll get to the place where you just snap through this. You know, I can list an item now in five minutes where it used to take me 20 minutes or 25 minutes, you know, going through all the stuff. You just learn how to do it quick. And then now I buy like, uh, if I'm buying a wireless speaker, uh, I don't buy five of them. I buy 50 of them or I buy 100 of them. And so I've just got... It just doesn't take long. So now you list the product, and how many you got? A hundred. That's done. You know, if you if you have twenty five or thirty, forty items in your inventory like that, it doesn't it doesn't take a lot of work. And once you get a lot of those initial things done, you can use them over and over again. So, uh, but it just takes work up front. But I guarantee you it's worth it in the end if you'll pay the price to do this up front. So take the photos, be honest, maintain a good feedback rating. Uh, how many of you ever felt like leaving somebody a negative feedback? They did something wrong. They, you know, so there's people on there that, uh, well, most buyers, they'll research you and they'll find out what kind of feedback rating you have. If you got a bunch of negatives, uh, Amazon rates you by percentage. And so the way it looks is you either have like 100%, which pretty much nobody has, uh, but I maintain like 98 or 99, and I always strive for 100% feedback, positive feedback. But uh, there's people on there that'll send it back and they'll give you negative feedbacks no matter what you do. But you do your best to make sure you're always doing it right. So Amazon will say, you go on the Amazon page and to list the products, there'll be like 10 sellers around you and they'll, they'll rate you. This seller has a 95% feedback rating. This seller has a 67% feedback rating. Which one are you going to buy from? Exactly. And so that's why it's important. And so people will rate you and 90% uh, of the time they won't leave you a feedback if the product's good but 100% of the time if it's bad they're going to leave you a feedback. 
You know, so uh, just understand that this is a part of you. This is a very important part of your business. And so just being honest and clear about everything. And then if a customer writes me, like I had one write me yesterday, said, I got this product and it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. I wrote him right back immediately and I said, look, you, you have your money back 100% or I'll send you a new product, whatever I have to do. And sometimes it costs me money. I had a guy a couple weeks ago and said, look, I got this and I didn't think it was worth uh, whatever. I think I sold it for $189 and he wanted $50 off of it. You know, and he's going he's gonna to leave me a negative feedback. And so I went back and forth with him, tried to negotiate a little bit. And uh, so finally I did. But uh, you got to work with these customers sometimes because every once in a while you'll get one. You'll know it's not right. You'll know he's ripping you off. But to me, I'd rather give him $25 than get a negative feedback. That's just the way I am. Because it's going to hurt my business in the long run if I don't. And there's not a lot of those people out there, but every once in a while you run across them. You know, on the inside you're steaming. You're mad. You know they're cheating. You know they're ripping you off. But, you know, you got to think about the big picture and just go with the flow. And so, you know, if your customer wants to return an item, let them return it for any reason. And so I get to people buy stuff. Oh, I thought this was something else. This didn't fit in my on my shelf or, you know, I don't really like it or it didn't work the way I thought it was going to work, whatever. It doesn't really matter to me. If they want a return, they're going to get a return. And, uh, but if there's something wrong with the product, I pay for the shipping. If there's not, they pay for the shipping. It's just the way it works. And so just make sure that, that uh, you take care of your customers that way. They expect it, you know, and if you keep them happy, they'll keep you happy by buying your products. You know, so how to determine the price of something you're going to sell on eBay. You know, but these auction-style listings, you know, you, uh, you can go and bid on an auction. Uh, if you list something in auction-style, you got to make sure that you list it high enough where it's going to cover your cost plus your shipping plus your eBay or PayPal fees. And then you set that as your margin. Uh, if you unless you set a reserve, but eBay charges you if you set a reserve. So sometimes it's better, you know, to pay the reserve, but most of the time you, you don't want to do that. But uh, make sure that you're listing it to where, uh, if you list it low, I see some people list it for a penny, and they got $20 in it, and they think it's going to get bid up, and a lot of times it doesn't get bid up, and you're losing money. You're not in business to lose money, you're in business to make money. So you got to make sure you're listing your products correctly, you know. And so if it's a, a buy it now or a fixed price, everything I sell, I, I sell buy it now, fixed price. And uh, you can do that if you know how to price your items. I'm going to show you how to do that today. And so you list buy it now. So when I list buy it now, I know that I've got my shipping fees built in. I got my PayPal fees built in. I got my eBay fees paid in. I got my the cost of my product built in. If I'm paying for the shipping to ship that product out, I've got that built in. And I've factored all that in, and I know exactly how much profit I'm going to make. How many of you want to sell your products like that? You know, so you're not wondering what you're going to make. You're not looking. 
there's no surprises. I don't like surprises when it comes to money, unless it's somebody surprising me with a million dollars. I'd like that. So, uh, you know, you got to search these uh, closed auctions. I want to go online here. I'm going to show you how to do that. This is the key. This is one of the main keys to making money on eBay. So, can you get me up? In my, can you get me up on my web page now? Okay, this is my eBay page. Over in, I'll just show you a couple things on here. I have one of the reasons you have to be patient with eBay is when you first first start out, they set selling limits for you. Uh, they don't want you to get on there and list seventy-five thousand dollars worth of products, and you don't even know how to sell. You don't know how to price it, so they want you to grow slow too. So you have to have patience, but once. Uh, you've proven that you know how to sell on eBay, they'll raise your limits. And so my limits are now, I think they're the highest that eBay goes uh, in my categories, which is $68,000 a month. So I can list close to $70,000 every month. Right now, as you can see right there, I've got 32000 listed. Uh, in September, I will have that 68000 maxed out. And uh, I'll have it maxed out through December. And then you'll find out uh, there's Christmas after Christmas. And so after Christmas, I'm still stocking up because after Christmas, everybody starts getting their income tax checks back. And guess what they do? They go on eBay and shop like crazy. And so don't buy enough products just to get you through Christmas. Buy enough enough products to get you through next March and you'll find out that your sales are going to be strong all the way from September through March and then they're going to start to slow down but that's okay you've made your money and now what you're going to start doing in probably around the first of April is you're going to start stocking up for Christmas and you're going to build all summer long you're going to be building your inventory because when September, October, November, and December hit, you're going to sell that stuff like crazy. How many of you are getting excited about this? <laughs> so anyway, here's how, here's how I price my products. See over here in the, the right-hand corner over here, that little word there? It's hard to see there, I know. But right beside of search on your page, there's there's a little link there and it's advanced. You go to that link and you type in a keyword of whatever you're selling. So I'll type in here just uh, Bose Cinema 15. You'll make my page bigger. Okay, keep it small enough here to wipe move around. Can you see it a little better there? Okay, so 
Then in the cat category, uh, might this category be consumer electronics? Uh, you don't need to click on all of these uh, links here. Like, I want completed listings. The more you refine it, the less stuff's going to come up. So I don't refine it a whole lot. But I am going to go into, like, buy it now because that's the category that I sell in. Uh, click on condition new. And... I'm going to do the search. So here's Bose Cinemate, 15 sold for uh, $399. There's one that sold for $349, $299. So if you bought these and you paid like, I, I paid like $160 for them, you can go in here and you can see what other people are selling them for. There's a new one for $299. There's one for $300. Uh, there's one, I sold that one for $329. I sold that one. I sold, I sold that one for $479. So if it's a new open box, I'm selling it a little bit cheaper. If it's brand new, then of course I can get brand new price out of it. But you can go on here and find out what things have sold for. Now, don't go on eBay and look at what things are listed for because you'll see all kinds... The prices. It doesn't matter what it's listed for. It matters what it's sold for. And so you want to go on eBay and find out what it actually sold for. And then you can go, okay, I know I can sell this product. If I'm buying a new product, I know I can sell this for $400. So when you go to an auction to buy it, uh, I got a real good deal on these because I bought 50 of them. Sometimes you're just buying 10. You don't get that that good a deal on them. But let's say you're paying, you're paying uh, $200 for them. Well, I know I can sell it for $400 on eBay. It's going to cost me uh, $50 to ship that item, or $40 to ship that item. It's going to cost me, between eBay and PayPal, about 13% then uh, it's going to cost me uh, $300 to get the whole load shipped to me. Then you break that down. So you're breaking down all of your costs, but at least before you go to these wholesalers, you know exactly what that item's selling for, you know exactly what your costs are going to be, you know exactly what your profit's going to be. That's the way to sell. Don't, don't go out and buy products because you'll find these guys all the time constantly saying, you know, we'll sell you this product for such and such a money. It's a wholesale price. And uh, you think you can make money. Nine times out of ten, you're going to lose money. Uh, because everybody out there is not legitimate. How many of you know that? And there's a lot of people out there that, that are fakes. And so you got to be always be constantly be on the lookout for... Uh, for fake wholesalers, they're everywhere. And uh, they're actually selling you retail. But once you have this little secret that uh, I guarantee you most people don't do this, but once you have this little secret, you'll never lose money. You'll always be able to make money in selling on eBay. So 
my next, my next series is going to be how to source your products uh, and then how to sign up for PayPal, which is really easy. Before we go, on, uh, go into product sourcing, let's stop for just a few minutes, see if anybody has questions about uh, eBay, selling on eBay. So, we got any questions? My, my question was uh, on, you said stay with your strength, and you talked about um, how you uh, primarily deal with consumer electronics. So I was uh, just trying to determine how did you get into that, uh, but apparently you said you had experience with it. Are you talking about how to treat your customers? No, 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 no. you were talking about, um, you, you said stay with your strength the things that you know to do and you're passionate about. Oh, exactly, right. And you, you said your specific line of interest is uh, consumer electronics. And so I was trying to determine how you uh, got into that line of uh, consumer electronics. Consumer electronics. But That's something that interests me. Yes. You know, I just gravitated toward that. Uh, Maybe, you know, I had like around the church, I had some electronic equipment, like some old amplifiers and some microphones and I think some lights and stuff like that, that uh, I was selling those and I just like that kind of stuff. That may have caused me, I'm not sure really what caused me to gravitate in that area, uh, but I like that. I mean, that interests me. I like to keep up with what's the new products come out every year. So that's why I sell that. You know, some people may be just in love with pets, and they like to go to the pet stores, and they like that kind of stuff. You know, there's all kinds of uh, people online, you know, just sell. I mean, you know, pets are like your kids. I mean, pet hospitals, pet hotels, you know, just there's everything for pets. There's big money in pets. And so you might want to sell pet supplies. You might want to sell beauty supply. Whatever you know about, uh, what interests you, you know, so I, grab, I gravitate toward consumer electronics. Uh, I know a little bit about them. I even know a little bit about how to work on them. Not a lot, just enough to get me in trouble. But, but uh, you know, I know about stuff like that. So that's why I like to sell it. Uh, my question is around um, returns. Around what? Returns. How do you deal with returns when, uh, in terms of when you're negotiating with your sourcing or your suppliers? Definitely, you know you're going to have some returns um, during the sales. Is your sales with your supplier finer, or do you have an agreement whereby uh, some <coughs> drop shippers will take a return? Uh, most most won't, and so if unless it's defective, if it's defective, they'll always take it back. Some people just you know, you're selling a brand new product, which is a very good question. You're selling a brand new product. They take it home, or they get it. They take it out of the box. They set it up. They use it for a day or two. They decide. Sometimes they use it, you know, for a month. You know, I have, I have a 30-day limit on returns just for that reason. But they'll use it. Now it's a used item. You sold it as new. It's a used item. They return it back to you. And uh, so what you have to do at that point is sell that product as a used item to recoup some of your money. 
you know, the, the people that are using this stuff and returning this stuff, they don't think about that, but you have to eat it. So I'll, you know, if it's defective, you know, you've got to eat it anyway. You don't want your customer to have a defective product. You know, so, uh, and sometimes they'll get damaged in shipping. It's still your responsibility. Okay, so a follow-up question on that is, how do you deal with that in terms of your filing your taxes? Do you have some ways of reducing your losses when you're filing your tax? Those kind of returns. The way I... I only have, I only have like one, maybe one and a half percent returns of what's important. So it's not, it's not a, it's not a big deal to me. It's a part of business. Uh, returns are any retail business. Returns are part of the retail business. You're going to get returns, but you can minimize your returns by uh, either selling nothing but new products. You sell brand, you're still going to get returns. Uh, if you're selling, I sell like shelf pulls and uh, new open box. And uh, I'll share with you in a few minutes how I get this stuff. There's great profit in selling these types of items, but there's also a great risk if you don't handle it right. And so... When I list a product, I list that product for exactly what it is. I don't try to make it any better. I don't try to make it any worse. So when that customer buys that product from me, they're going to know exactly what they're getting. If it's got scratches on the case, whatever that, whatever's going on, they know about it before they buy the product. That minimizes my returns. Uh, I have friends that do this, and... They just, they take the risk. They'll, they'll ship something out with scratches on it, and uh, they'll list it as, as like new, and then the customer gets it, and they look at that, and they're mad at you. Number one, they'll never buy from you again. And uh, if they keep the product, you know, you've, you've lost, they keep the product, you've lost the customer. If they return the product, you've lost the customer because you weren't honest with them. So I minimize my, my returns by being ex exact and honest as I can. And then if the customer has a problem, I take care of the problem, no matter what it is. The customer is always right, even when they're dead wrong. <laughs> That's just my philosophy. That's the way I do it, and it works. Uh, if you do it, try to do it another way, Sometimes, like last week, I told you I negotiate a little bit with the customer. You can do that. Uh, but if the customer won't have it and they won't negotiate, just take the return, do what you got to do. You know, and what I tell them, I'll tell them in the email, the number one thing we want to do is make you happy. And you'd be surprised that the people come back and buy from me over and over again because they can trust me. Uh, thank you, sir. How much does it cost to be a seller on eBay or Amazon? Uh, I don't, can somebody help me? Because number one, I don't hear real well. And two, the accents got me a little bit. Okay. I said, how much does it cost to be a seller on Amazon or on eBay? Before you sell on Amazon? Yes. Does it cost anything if I register uh, as a seller? You can sell on Amazon right away. But uh, eBay is a little more lenient. Uh, 
It's a little easier to sell on eBay. Uh, I suggest you start on eBay. Once you got that process down, it's a little bit different on Amazon. Uh, actually, it's easier to list on Amazon, but the shipping and, uh, and their rules on Amazon are a little bit different. So you can get kicked off of Amazon 10 times quicker than you can get kicked off of eBay. Do I have to pay them monthly? Yes. Uh, I think Amazon charges 15%. It's according to what category you sell in, but generally they charge 15% per item. Uh, if you're selling as a business, they charge you $39 a month to do that. Uh, they also have uh, what's called FBA, and uh, so they'll, it's a place where you can ship all your products at one time. And you might have 100 pounds of products. They'll, they'll, you can ship it to them for like $25 real cheap. And then they'll ship it out from your warehouse so you don't have to do any shipping. Uh, on Amazon, they only pay every other week. So you get paid twice a month on Amazon. If you got, uh, I don't like that because on PayPal, you get your money. When you sell a product, the money's there. On Amazon, you wait two weeks. And sometimes, you know, your, your business structure just doesn't allow you to let them hold $50,000 of your money or 5000 or whatever. You, it just doesn't allow you to hold. They want to hold it. You know, they're, using, they're taking all that money, millions, and they're making interest off that money, you know, every month instead of you making the interest. Well, my, my, my comment of Can't hear you. Too. I said, mine is a comment or probably to encourage somebody when you want to go on eBay to have PayPal with it. I have sold a, uh, you know, I end item like a camera, $5,000. And the reason we have a PayPal is PayPal secured the payment for me. I don't have to chase you. You don't have to send me a bad check or a bad credit card. Once PayPal received the money, send it to my account, they will now instruct me to release the merchandise to the customer. So that's a very good tie-in with uh, eBay and PayPal, using you know, PayPal to collect your money. Yeah, Once your and money, we're going to talk about that in a few minutes. It's PayPal is a safe place to, to pay because they guarantee your purchase. Uh, Amazon, for some reason, it's a different customer clientele you'll have 20% more returns on Amazon than you do on eBay. It's just a fact. And last Christmas, I had, I had uh, $10,000 in January in my Amazon account. And before the two weeks were, there was two weeks before I got paid, before the two weeks were up, I had $3,000 in returns. And so instead of $10,000, now I got, I think, actually, I think it was like $6,500 I got. So I thought, wow, I got $10,000 here. No, you don't, because they send all the, and Amazon immediately deducts that money from your account. And, uh, and the customer's always right on Amazon, too, no matter what the case. 
Here's the thing, I, and another thing that I found I don't like about Amazon uh, is you'll ship a product to a customer, and uh, if you don't get a signature, uh, many times you'll find out that people say they didn't get the product, and they want you to ship them another one. And uh, you'd be surprised how much that happens. And uh, I, I barely ever get that for some reason on eBay. But on Amazon, I get it a lot. Okay. My question is, um, to get started, is it better to start as an individual or as a business or company? Uh, eBay? Yes. Uh, it's better to have a business account. Set it, set it up as a business account. And this, you're going to do the same thing with your PayPal account. You're going to set up as a PayPal account. And if you're listing more than 40 items a month, you should have an eBay store. And uh, it's real. They, pay, they charge like $19 a month for an eBay store. But uh, you can list up to 250 products free. And so it pays for itself. Why is it better to use a company account? Pardon? Why is it better to use a company account rather than individual? Uh, why is it better to use a business account? Yes. Uh, if you're selling on eBay, you have to use a business account. Uh, you, can, you can sell as a consumer if you're selling like a few little items. Uh, but on eBay or Amazon, either one, uh, the IRS has passed a, a law now or, or that you can sell up to $19,000 without reporting it or 200 items. But if you sell over 19,000 or 200 items, you have to report it to the IRS. And so they actually, uh, PayPal will send you uh, one of their IRS forms and they send it also to the IRS that shows it form that shows you've, uh, you've made this money. There's no way you can sell on eBay or Amazon and, uh, and get it tax-free. When you order online, what is your recommendations or your advice on... For uh, what now? When you buy products online against counterfeit products. When it comes about like fashion and there's a lot of uh, counterfeit products out there. Because this happened to me. You, whereby what, you're talking about what kinds of products to buy? Fashions, like uh, accessories. Uh, some of them are from China, and they're not really counterfeits. That's I mean, a they're very not really good question. You've got to make sure that when you're buying products, there's, there's one product uh, source. It's called Alibaba.com, mm -hmm. yeah. and it's sold from China. It's really good. I mean, it's a good site. If you want to buy like in huge bulk items, like you're buying 50,000 or 100,000 of an item. But they'll also, so there's, Alibaba's like eBay. That's where all the wholesalers in China go on to sell their products. And so there's, there's hundreds, maybe thousands of people that uh, source through Alibaba. And a good portion of these companies will sell you like items, they're knockoffs. Yeah answer of pricing. Uh, I do do a lot of consulting and I have people that does things. And when I ask them, are you making money from what you are doing? Oh, I'm making money and before you know it, they're out of business. And one of the things you mentioned is your profit margin 
you have to look at not what you are just selling. You cost it out based on what you think is costing you. Because some people don't value their time. They look at what I buy. If I make a dollar, that's their, they think that's they are making money. Mm -hmm. But when you factor everything into it, and you look at the cost of goods sold, you have already made lost yeah. money. You know, it's, it's what most people don't understand. It's work. Yeah. And you got to put time and you got to put effort into it. Uh, I try to get at least 50% profit on what I do. Because when you think about what I'm doing, it's like you're saying, when all those products come, you know, those six pals showed up at the door, I got to unpack all that. I got to go through it and find out what's good and what's not good. You know, and there's, there's a lot of work that goes into it. And so I got to think about my time. And uh, so if I can keep my profit margins up there to 50, I want 100% profit, you're not always going to get that. Uh, but I want to keep it around 50%. Because that's, that makes it worth it to me. And that's really pretty easy to do. But uh, there's a lot of people that go into this stuff and they think, you know, they're going to get rich overnight and they're going to, you know, uh, it's going to be easy to throw a store online. It doesn't happen that way. It builds over time. But you'll find out, you know, uh, I started out, you know, just making a few dollars. Now, you know, I, I do this, I don't do this full-time, I do it part-time, and I make a six-figure income. Uh, I've learned how to do it. I've learned how to uh, buy and source and price. And, and it's all right here in this, this, this book. Well, maybe not all of it, but enough to get you started. So, so, so uh, how much time do you think a person can devote to this to here's, build up here's the thing. To a you can income. start this uh, in your spare time on the weekends, uh, in the evening, or if you're a single mom and you're at home. Uh, you can start this in your spare time to learn no money, and you can grow it as big as you want to. I don't want to get any bigger because I don't want to put any more time into it. You know, uh, <clears throat> I want to keep my overhead low. You know what my overhead is? Me. <laughs> I'm already paying a house payment, so I don't have I don't have a shop that I'm keeping, and I have to I don't have to pay people's insurance. I don't have to pay unemployment. I don't have to pay insurance. I don't have to pay any of that. It's just me, and so my overhead is zero other than me. So I like to keep it that way. So you can you can build this out of your home. Uh, you can do it yourself. If you want to grow it to a place you got another employer or two, that's fine. I don't want to do that. I just want to, now I got it where I can list these products. I'm buying uh, newer types of products so I don't have to put a lot of work into it. And so I might put 20 hours, 25 hours a week into it, but I'm making a six-figure income. So it's worth it. It's well worth it. So you can start out part-time. You can go full-time, you can hire employees, you can get as big as you want to. You can go as big as your dreams are with it. You really can with this business. If you will invest back into it, you can grow it as big as you want to. There's people out there that are making hundreds of thousand dollars a year just selling on eBay. Uh, <clears throat> I just bought a car a few weeks back. 
uh, Bond New Explorer, and there was a little gal over there, single mom, has a teenage daughter, and she was my car salesman. Uh, she was just learning, and she, you know, she wanted to know what I told her what I did you know, as a minister, and I did this part-time. She said, man, I'd give anything if I could make another $500 a month. So, so I'm going to show you how to do it. It's real easy. So I spent a couple of hours with her on the phone, showed her how to do it, and uh, went back over to get my license plate six weeks later. She's up and running. And she made her first, she made $400 her first month. And so she's all excited. Her daughter's helping her, and they're doing it together, and they're going to grow a business. And so when I tell you this can be done, you can start as small as you want to, you can grow as big as you want to. Uh, if you want to make a million dollars a year, it's possible. I'm telling you, it is possible to do it if you want to. Excuse me. Uh, sorry, uh, this in, um, online business, um, I would like to find out from you how you can compare this with stock markets. Hi. Stock market. How do you compare the online business with yeah. stock market? With supplements? Profitability. Profitability. I'm sorry, I'm not getting it. Stock market. There's nothing like it. There's nothing like stock market. Stock market, you're gambling. I don't know how you compare eBay with the stock market. When you invest in stocks, you're gambling. I mean, I mean, you've done your research, but it's still a gamble. Economy could fall off and under you. On, on eBay, the way I show how to do it, you know exactly what you're going to make before you ever list your products. And so there's no gamble there. You're not going to, if you do it the way I'm telling you to do it, you'll never lose money, ever. But if you, if you don't, you will lose money. So that's why it's important. When I tell you to how important product sourcing is, we're going to get into that in just a second, product sourcing is important. And knowing when you're buying your products, how to uh, determine your cost, I mean your total cost, is extremely important. But when you understand that process, you'll never lose money. You'll always make money. And uh, like I said, this is work. You're going to work hard. Uh, so you want it to be worth it. You want to make sure in the end, I'm making money. It's whether it's you want to make a car payment, you know, if you want to drive a Cadillac and that's your goal, you know, make enough money to buy a drive. If you, want to, if you want to buy a house and that's your goal, you can save the money to do that. Whatever, you know. So I don't want to make this sound like it's just for somebody that wants to make a six-figure income. It's for the person that wants to make a few hundred dollars a month. You know, a lot of... A lot of you know guys are out working, their wives are home with their kids, they can't work, and they need a little source of income. Uh, she doesn't want to work outside the home. This is a perfect place where you can work right in your home and, and make money. So uh, do you want to take like a little 10-minute break, a little bathroom break, and then we'll come back and we'll do the product sourcing? Why don't we do that? And keep up with all that stuff. That's why I like just, I don't fool with any of that stuff. I did that in the beginning, found out it's too much work for me.
you may not feel that way. You may have something else going on and want to do that, and that's perfectly okay, you know. So, but anyway, as a seller, you have to have that PayPal account, get signed up, sign up as a business, you know, and then uh, once you do that, there's a few particulars about the account that, that you need to know about. Auction payments are deposited uh, directly into your PayPal account. Uh, you choose several ways that you want to get your money out. Beautiful, the beautiful thing about PayPal is you can take your money immediately out it used to take three to three to four business days to transfer money from PayPal to your uh, to your checking account, business checking account. And by the way, you probably should set up a business checking account so you can keep that money separate, unless you plan to just keep all the money in PayPal. When I first started out, I kept all my money in PayPal. I bought all my auctions through PayPal. I made all my payments through PayPal, and that was PayPal was kind of my business account. Uh, I don't I don't do that anymore. It's fine to do that, but just for accounting reasons, I don't do that. But uh, you can do that if you want to. But uh, if you have a business account, you, know, you, you, uh, you can go in there and drop your money in. Now it only takes one day, 24 hours to transfer your money from PayPal. So if you did it this afternoon, you have your money tomorrow in your checking account, which hallelujah, that's much better. I hate waiting on my money. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I, I bank at, uh, at Wells Fargo, and uh, I just had that Wells Fargo account for about a year, but I'm tired of them. The bank I came from did something I didn't like, and I, I left them. Now I wish I'd have stayed. <laughs> because at Wells Fargo, you make a $10,000 deposit, and... You, you only have like $400 of your money available <laughs> until they prove that the check you deposit is really... Yeah, I hate that. It's, it's not, I don't even think it's good business. It's, when you're running a business, like uh, last week I bought like $10,000 worth of auctions, and so I, I wrote a check out of one account, transferred it into my business account at Wells Fargo, and my money wasn't available. And so I said, that's no way to do business. I need this money today. So what I had to do is reverse that deposit and cash a check for $10,000 and deposit that in my account. And it's just a big hassle. So anyway, I said all that to say that I like the way PayPal's doing business. They get your money to you as quickly as they can. And that makes a lot of difference as a businessman. So, you know, borrowers can join, you know, when they make the first auction. You have to have your PayPal account when you sign up for eBay. And then, uh, so your money can be transferred directly into your registered checking account, one way to get it. Uh, you want to make sure, if you want to be a premier account holder, that you verify your checking account. And uh, PayPal makes that very easy. Uh, the way they do that is uh, you give them your bank account number and your routing number. And they'll, they'll put a dollar in there or something, transfer it over to your checking account. Then uh, when that takes two, three or four days for that to get in your account, you look, say, okay, they deposited 78, they do two deposits. One was for 78 cents, one was for 96 cents. Uh, by the way, they don't let you keep it. They pull it back out after you verify it. <laughs> but uh, then you go back on PayPal and said, I got two deposits, one for 78 cents, one for 96 cents. 
boom, you're verified. And so now you're a verified account holder and uh, that's very important to do that. It's very easy to do. So once you are, then they can transfer the PayPal money directly into your checking account or you can ask for a payment by a check, have mail you a check, they charge you $1.50 for that. And uh, I guess there's reasons to do that. I've never done it. You know, or you can just, like I said, you can keep your money in your PayPal account and just operate out of your PayPal account. <clears throat> uh, you can withdraw cash from an ATM. Uh, it's very convenient. PayPal will give you like an ATM check card and uh, you can use that. Uh, they'll also want to offer you a credit card. Uh, I'm not big on credit cards for obvious reasons. You know, I, I let it get out of control. Now, I don't, if I use a credit card, it's paid off in 30 days. Like I said, I use it sometimes for auctions, and I use it like if I want to buy air miles or something like that and get it. Otherwise, I think it's a bad business strategy to use credit to buy products or do anything else. You know, you may have to pay the price up front and start small, but in the end, you're going to be solid. You know, you're not one of these businesses. You like a lot of these businesses out here and you think they're doing great, but honestly, they're so far in debt, they're ready to go under week by week. You don't want to operate your business like that. If I don't sell anything for six months, I'm okay. You know, and that's, the way, that's, that's just the way you want to be. And so, uh, you know, when you're, when you, you're PayPal, you can specify whether you want to accept credit card payments from buyer, even without a confirmed address. Here's the way... PayPal works. When somebody buys something from you, uh, they use their credit card, PayPal immediately checks to see if the shipping address is the same as the billing address on the credit card. If they're not the same, then PayPal will say, you can sell this item to this person, but they don't have a confirmed address. And I never sell it to anybody that doesn't have a confirmed address. Some people do. You can go into profile and PayPal and you can actually check that you'll sell to people without a confirmed address. That, to me, that's a bad idea. I did it a few times in the beginning. I bought, got burned a couple times because people steal credit cards. How many of you know that? And they'll use other people's credit cards. As a matter of fact, I just had somebody buy two Apple TVs from me and... Uh, I got an email yesterday that said, uh, hey, those two Apple TVs that was ordered from you, that was fraudulent, somebody used my credit card, it wasn't me. You know, so fortunately it didn't show up as paid in my eBay, so I wasn't going to ship it. If it had showed up, it would have showed up in PayPal as an unconfirmed address, and I wouldn't have shipped it anyway. And so... You just have to be careful about that because there's a lot of people out there committing fraud and uh, they want to rip you off. They don't care about you or your money or your family or how hard you've worked. They don't care about any of that. They'll steal from you in a heartbeat. And so PayPal has a lot of safeties built in so that doesn't happen to you. In order for you to get ripped off with PayPal, you got to go all, you got to circumvent their process and say, I'm going to do it another way. And if you do, you're probably going to pay the price. So I just never ship to unconfirmed addresses. And so that, that keeps me safe. <clears throat> but like I said, you can if you want to. Uh, but just know, and there's other people 
that will buy something from you and they want to pay they want to pay you out of a couple different accounts or maybe sometimes three different accounts uh, if that pops up don't ever sell to them uh, because they're just trying to rip you off and PayPal's really good about notifying you if there's something's fraudulent and uh, if you're a premier uh, business account uh, like I last month I had two people one for three hundred some dollars and one I think for hundred and seventy five dollars uh, both of those purchases uh, were fraudulent and I didn't find out until after I shipped the product and uh, so they filed a claim and said that these purchases didn't come from them that somebody else used their credit card uh, PayPal paid it and let me keep the money so PayPal has a, a guarantee that if somebody rips you off and you've done everything right that you're supposed to do like you didn't can uh, ship to an unconfirmed address stuff like that PayPal protects you and so your money's there and so that's why I always use PayPal I don't even want to use somebody else's credit card I want everything to go through that gateway and that way I know I'm safe and you'll be safe too so you know when I talk about fraudulent buyers and people like that you know and you're just starting out new and you can't afford to lose any money at all you know it kind of it calls you to kind of maybe be overly concerned but PayPal protects you and even eBay will protect you too if somebody does that to you so uh, don't be afraid to get in there and and uh, and do business and if everybody got ripped off and there weren't any guarantees from PayPal and there wasn't any guarantees from eBay you know there'd be a lot of mad sellers so they do a good job protecting you. Uh, the monthly fees for PayPal, they actually scale them by what you sold the previous month. Uh, if you sold zero to 3,000, PayPal charges you 2.9%. Uh, if you sell three to 10,000, they charge you 2.5%. 10,000 up to 100,000. That's the category I usually sell in. And they charge me 2.2%. Plus, 30, 30 cents for every transaction, uh, which is not bad. You, you add that on to eBay's uh, 10%. eBay charges you according to categories. I sell in consumer electronics, and most of the time I'm paying 6% with my store because if you have a store, you save 1%. And so uh, it, I'm usually paying about 11 12% for what I sell on, on eBay. And so that's, PayPal's pretty simple. Uh, sign up, they take care of pretty much everything else. Now I want to go to product sourcing. This is one of the biggest challenges you'll have as a seller. This is one of the most important things that I can talk to you about. Finding the right companies to buy from. Uh, I put a lot of time and a lot of effort into this. And if you sell in the consumer electronic category, then... I can, I can help you in that area. Uh, if you're selling in other categories, uh, this will also be a great help to you. You know, because you can't overstress the importance of, uh, of this step if you're starting a business. Because I don't make money when I sell products. I make money when I buy products. If you don't buy it right, you're not gonna make any money on the other end. And so you gotta keep that in mind all the time when you're sourcing 
Here's where I make my money. Don't try to make it up on the other end because somebody's probably going to undercut you and you know, you're going to wind up in trouble. So, you know, after you get a good handle on what you want to sell, you know, you've thought it through, you know, the cost of the item, you'll need to crunch the numbers to determine the product if it's going to be profitable to you. You know, and there's, there's times when I've gone through the process and I'm saying, well, I'm not going to sell this. I've changed my mind because this product's not going to be, it's not going to make me that much product. So why should I invest that much time into it. So it's important, you know, especially when you're highly competitive market, which I sell in. You know, I'm competing with Best Buy and, and all these electronics stores, so I gotta make sure that when I do it, I, I got a good handle on it, I'm doing it right. You know, so this is the process. When you're out there, you're buying something. First, you locate the wholesale suppliers who have the product that you want to you want to sell online. You negotiate the best price for the product that you want to purchase. Don't be afraid if you can talk to them directly to negotiate with them. Factor in the cost of your shipping to get the product to you. Like I said earlier, they'll sell you the product at a reasonable price, but then they'll jack up your shipping three or four times, and so you'll wind up paying more for the product than you want to. Then you're going to determine what your selling fees are to sell it online, what your PayPal fees and your eBay fees are going to be. Uh, you know, if you're doing free shipping, and by the way, now on eBay or Amazon, people expect free shipping. And so you've got to factor free shipping into the cost of your, your product. And so you factor that in. Uh, I also factor in my shipping supplies. You know, what kind of a cart am I going to ship this in? And how much is it going to cost me to buy those products? And how much is it going to cost me to ship it? And once I've done that, and I've subtracted all those numbers, you'll get, now I do most of it in my head. I can do it that fast. You know, at first, you know, you'll have to go through trying to figure it all out. But you'll get so good at it. You're just looking at something. You'll just start factoring that in. You'll get it. Do it in your head, and you'll know whether you can make money or you can't make money. Now, sometimes you're buying it at such a good deal, you know you're going to make money. But other times, there's a thin margin, so you've got to watch that. And so after subtracting all these costs, you know, that you can sell the product for, what's left is your profit. And that's what you have to look at. So I'm looking at my profit before I list the product on eBay. And I know what it's going to be. And, uh, you know, so it's imperative that you use this cost method on every item you sell. Uh, if you're buying auctions in bulk, which I do a lot, then I do a cost method where I average everything. So I know the average uh, profit for this auction that I bought. And I'll show you what I'm talking about in a minute where I might buy instead of just one product, I'm buying 100 different products in one auction. So then you got to average all that out still to make sure that, that you're making a profit. You know, so use this cost method if you're buying, if you're opening up like a, a pet supply store or whatever, you're using it on every item. Because you don't want to be profitable on 10 items and, and uh, lose money on five. You want to be profitable on every item you sell. And if you don't follow these steps, every time, I guarantee you, <clears throat> you'll wind up losing money that you'll never be able to recover. <clears throat> you know, although the process is not 
extremely difficult. It's fairly easy. It takes time. It takes effort on your part. A lot of people aren't willing to give that, that time. And this is the one part that if you don't get it right, you're not going to be successful. You'll lose money every time. You know, so here's how the chain works. Probably most of you know this. The manufacturer produces the product and sells it to the wholesaler. The wholesaler, in turn, takes that product and distributes it to the shop owners. But sometimes these wholesalers will uh, work with, like, regional distributors, and these regional distributors will, will sell the product to the retailer. You know, so by the time the product gets to you, there's already been several level, levels of profit taking. And your job is to cut out as many of those people as you possibly can. You know, so at least, you know, if you can cut out one level, that's profit for you. If you can cut out two levels, that's even better. If you can go straight to the manufacturer, you've done a really great job. It's hard to get in there. It takes time, it takes uh, diligent people, but it can be done. And if you're one of those people that can get in there and get it done, you're guaranteed to make good money. You know, so your job is to get as close to the source of that product as you can. And if it's the manufacturer, that's wonderful. You know, and, and uh, like I said earlier, I talked about niche markets. If you can find a niche where you can get into and sell in those markets and get a, supply, a supplier that will sell it to you right, uh, you, can, you can corner the market in a lot of these items. You're still going to have competition. You always have competition. But your job, again, is to lessen your competition if you can. And so it's a good idea to look at those things. I talked earlier about, uh, uh, <laughs> I use that because I'm a pilot, but uh, get in the aviation the market. That's a great market to be in if you can get in that market and sell David Clark headphones or anything like that, pilot cases or protractors or whatever these pilots use. And that's, that's a good market to get in. There's thousands of these types of markets. It just takes a little uh, thinking, creativity, and, uh, <clears throat> it, but you can do it. Then there's what you have to watch for, especially if you go online, and a lot of people just try to do their sourcing exclusively online, try to find wholesalers. If you punch in wholesalers right now into your computer and uh, try to pull up some wholesales where you can buy products wholesale, thousands are going to pop up. Thousands are fraudulent. They're not wholesalers. They're retailers in sheep's clothing. <laughs> but they want you to think they're a wholesaler. You know, and people fall for this. You know, like I said, there's a lot of people that'll, that'll open up a store on eBay, you know, and they'll go out and they'll buy some products and throw them on there, and uh, they don't really do due diligence. They don't do the research that they should do. And these uh, wholesalers, retailers, and sheep's clothing are looking for those people constantly. That's looking for the easy way. If you're going to be successful, there's nothing easy about it. It takes work, it takes prayer, it takes diligence, staying on your toes all the time, being sharper than the next guy. And you got to be that way every day, you know, whether it's ministry, it's business, whatever you're doing. And it's especially true in this market because there's so many shysters out there 
that, uh, that are lined up to take your money, that uh, you've got to really be careful about what you do. And that's why I give you this process. If you'll follow that process, then you'll know immediately. You know, whether you know they're a fraudster or not, you'll know immediately I can make money or I can't make money. If I can't make this margin, you set your margins. What do you want to make? If I can't make this margin, I'm not buying from you. And by the way, what are you going to charge me to ship that product to me? I want you to ship it to me free. You know, you may not always get that, but you're constantly negotiating, you know, with these, these people. You know, so, but, but they're out there and you just got to watch for them and uh, you got to research the suppliers. There's tons of good ones out there. And the best way to find uh, legitimate suppliers, let me just say another thing. If a supplier will sell you, if a guy says he's a wholesaler and he'll sell you his goods without requiring an EIN number, a registered business number, they're, they're not a wholesaler. Legitimate wholesalers will always require your EIN number, your tax identity number. And so that's one way you can know. The best way for you to find uh, your products is to go to trade shows. Only legitimate businesses are allowed into trade shows. And so you can go online for whatever business you want to research or whatever you think you want to go in. You can go online, just type in, okay, I want to go into the pet products business. When's their next trade show? Where's it going to be? And they usually do it regionally. So uh, you can go to these trade shows and you're guaranteed at these trade shows that you're talking to legitimate suppliers. And, but even then, you know, their job is to get as much money out as you as they can. Your job is to stop that <laughs> and buy this product right. And so there's tons of, don't ever think you don't have to negotiate because you do. And sometimes, you know, when you talk to these people, they're geared for large businesses. Some of them like, you know, Sony, Samsung, some of these big companies. They only want to talk to you if you can buy a minimum of 50 or 100,000 TVs at a time or, or speakers or whatever you're buying, home theater systems, you know. The, that's, they're, they're geared that way, but there's, there's tons of small uh, wholesalers in there that want to do business with you. And so those are the people. Sometimes uh, it's not even the wholesaler, it's the manufacturer is there representing his product. And so if you've gone straight to the source of the trade show and you're talking to the manufacturer, you're going to get the best price. And so just go online, find out where the trade show is, and uh, take yourself on a little vacation for two or three days and go to that trade show. By the way, I go to the one, the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas. They have it every January, first week of January. And all the latest innovative people are gathered there with all their new products, thousands of them. And there's thousands of these wholesalers there. It takes up like two or three big buildings of suppliers are there, you know, and it's just like eye candy for the retailer going through there. And there's thousands of people that you can talk to. So it's a great place to go if you're into consumer electronics. But, you know, one thing you know, they're closed to the public and you're a legitimate business. They're a legitimate uh, sourcing avenue and you can buy your products from them. Uh, I've listed some places here where 
I buy my products. Not I don't use all these, but but I can give you a few of them. One of them is TradeKey.com. It's an international supplier. You can buy from them. Uh, I mentioned earlier Alibaba.com. You can just pretty much buy anything from them. By the way, I've got these all listed in my book. I buy down here at uh, I buy at Liquidation.com. I buy at Tech Liquidators. And these are like returns, shell pulls, stuff like that. I buy, I buy a lot of stuff from uh, B-Stock. And you go in there and they sell mostly like shelf pulls. It's new stuff and uh, or refurbished stuff in the original package. And it's just really nice products. I do a lot of buying from them. I'll show you here this. Can you get me back online again? This is, I'm going to show you this one last thing, then we're going to close out. But I'm going to show you what I do here. Uh, if you got a computer there with you, maybe you might want to get online with me. But it's Tech Liquidators. TechLiquidators.com. Am I there? Good. Let me see if I can make my screen a little bigger here for you. Oh, that's too big. I can't see it. I signed in here. I'm going to log in. On this, on the left side there, I don't know if you can see it, that says category. You can go down the category side, and they've got all kinds of categories like... Uh, uh, AV accessories, Apple desktops, Apple laptops, batteries, chargers, Bluetooth, whatever. And then on right here in the middle, they've got all these auctions that they're selling. And it tells you like a new shell holster with the kickstand. There's 48 of them. And right now the price of those uh, in this auction is 50 cents a piece. Uh, you could probably sell those online. Uh, on eBay for maybe six or seven dollars a piece. That's a great profit if you buy it for that. The current bid for the whole uh, 48 of them is $24, and uh, the auction is going to end one day. It's probably going to sell out at $50. You can still make a great profit. Uh, so there's tons of stuff like that. Here's my auctions here. The auctions that I've won, what did I do with them? You can see I bought grade A Beats headphones. Uh, Thirty-seven of them for forty-three hundred dollars. I bought Sony's headphones. The, are you familiar with the Sony RF wireless headphones? I bought 207 of those, and I paid, I sell those online for $75. I paid $13.19 for those. I'm just showing you what can be done here so you know. These... Uh, this insignia DLP uh, Pico portable. The little square projectors, like two-inch square projectors. I bought 76 of those. 
for $15 a piece. I sell those for $129. It's not always that good. But when, it, when it's good, it's good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because it's not always that good. Uh, Apple TVs, I bought 33 of those for $1,700. Bose Cinemates, remember I told you I bought those? I bought, it uh, says 141 of those for $72.69. I sold those. You saw it online. I showed to us for anywhere from $229 to $399. You know, so you'll learn what to buy. You'll learn what to watch. My greatest, my biggest problem with auctions is I get overzealous. <laughs> you know, if somebody starts bidding it up, you know, and I want it, oh, I'll just do it one more time. I'll just bid one more time. And I've got to watch myself because I don't like to lose. <laughs> but how many of you know if you pay too much, you lose? <laughs> so you have to really be careful. But anyway... I buy a lot of stuff at liquidation.com. I bought hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of stuff. And then B-Stock, uh, I just started buying from them like six months ago, and I really like them. Uh, there's several of these that I listed for you that you can go and look and bid. Uh, just do your due diligence. Be careful when you're buying your products. That's where you make your money. Uh, I know you, this is a lot to take in in one setting. That's why I have that little book out there. I suggest you get that book and use it. I told Pastor, you know, we just got like a small group here today. I'd like to do this for the whole church. Could you imagine what you could do for the kingdom of God if everybody just did a little? And now you got a place and a source where you can go get and make money. You got something for your family. You got something to bless the kingdom of God with. And uh, that's what it's all about. So let's, let's answer a few more questions if you have any about product sourcing, and then we'll close, we'll close the meeting. By the way, let, before, you, before you ask the question, as I share with Pastor, uh, I spent this time today giving you intellectual knowledge or an impartation, just as important as a spiritual impartation. And, uh, you know, Joshua was trained by Moses for years to lead the nation of Israel. But when it came time for Ashley to take over, Moses wouldn't let him do it till he laid hands on him and imparted his own spirit into Joshua so Joshua would be successful on the spiritual side. You know, so what I want to do with you today, if you want, those of you that are really serious about this business, I'll lay hands on you. And I'll pray for you and impart what God's gifted me with, you know, and, and bless you with, with that. I believe it's important. And uh, I believe you can be successful. How many of you believe you could really do something and be successful in this? Amen. Pastor raises hand. I can do it. I, you can do anything, Pastor. I, I believe that. So product sourcing questions.
Yeah, I want to thank you from uh, sharing your experience with us. Uh, it's quite uh, invaluable as it is, but I just want to tap into your experience again. Uh, from the kind of items that you deal with, how were you able to predict what will sell and what may not? Uh, it might help it, me with it, this because... Okay. Okay. Oh. oh, you can't hear me either. She's <laughs> <laughs> asking, um, how do you do your uh, prediction as to what will sell and uh, what will not sell? That's a good question. Yeah. If you go on eBay and look at completed products, products that have sold, remember how I showed you how to do that? Okay. Sometimes you'll look at it and you'll see one sold, ten didn't, one sold, five didn't, one sold. I don't want that product. You go on there and you look sold, 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 sold. That's a hot product. And so I might be looking at something that, man, I love this. This is great. I'd like to buy this. I go in on eBay, nobody's buying it. I said, well, whether I like it or not, I'm not going to sell it because nobody else likes it. But if I go on there and I see all these sold, 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 I want that product. I'm guaranteed that product's going to sell. So, yeah, that's, that's the way to do that. What happens, though, if you bring a new, innovative product to that eBay? How about Can you bring in a You're taking a chance. Okay. Yes. It's all about marketing. Uh, nobody knows about it. You know, you'll have 10,000 people look at it. So what's that? <laughs> then they'll go look at reviews. No reviews. Yeah. Okay. You know, then they're not going to buy it. Uh, by the way, another, if you're on your listing page and you got products listed and you thought you had them uh, listed right, I mean, the right price, but they're not selling. eBay shows you how many people looked at your product. If you've had, uh, I got one right now. I was looking at it this morning. I got one that uh, over 300 people have looked at it. They've actually clicked on it and looked at it. It hadn't sold. Something's wrong. I've either got it priced too high or I made a mistake in the listing. You know, when you're listing a lot of pro uh, products, it's easy to make a mistake. You might have the, the header, you know, say one thing, and then down the listing here says something else. Nobody, they don't, they're confused. They're not going to buy it. So now i got to go back and investigate, why have I had 300 people click on this and nobody's bought it? If, if 50 people have clicked on my product and nobody's bought it, I want to know why. And so you can constantly go down your listing and say, that's one way to check it real quick and say something's wrong here. Why hadn't that sold? You're going to find out, ah, man, I made a mistake. Or you go back and find out you're charging too much and there's just no way nobody's going to buy it. So it's just little tricks I've learned. You know, what I try to do is learn things that will help me get through it fast 
Save me as much time as I can because time's money. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can go on any, any listing you have, you can go and revise it. Uh, you had asked a question about EIN numbers. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if many of you know that, but, you know, to, to, to be a legitimate business, you have to have an EIN number. Mm -hmm. And they're real easy to get. All you have to do, I think, I think maybe you can do it online. I'm not sure, but you can at least go down to the courthouse. They charge you like $25, something like that. And... Fill out a little form, one-page form, fill it out, and they, you're now a registered business with the state. And uh, that EIN number is going to get you into any trade show or anything like that you need. So when you go online, you sell products, uh, you got to make sure that <clears throat> you're listing on all your listings, what state you live in, uh, and then you got to list what the sales tax amount is so that when you sell a product, then if you sell, a, somebody buys a product in the state you live in, then they're charged sales tax. If, they're, if they buy it in any other state, they're not charged. But uh, you have to pay the sales tax to the state. That's why you have an EIN number. And you can go online and do that. You say, okay, I sold, they don't care about items, they just care, oh, I sold $5,000 this month in Georgia and they want six point whatever, I don't know what your sales tax rate is. Ours is 8.2, but we don't have state tax. But uh, then you just pay your sales tax. Doing online is very easy. Any other questions? So when you're factoring your price of how much you're gonna sell it online, so that means you have to factor also the sales tax that you're gonna be paying. When I'm what? When you're trying to figure out how much you're going to sell that product for online, how do you... Are I you mean, factoring in your sales yeah, tax? Yeah. I don't usually do that. I probably should. I just... I want to know, basically, am I going to make money? Uh, there's... You know, if you start factoring everything in, you're going to have... What do I want to make an hour? <laughs> you start factoring in that, too. I just want to know, I'm going to make good money. Uh, some of these auctions I showed to you a minute ago, uh, I can glance at that auction. I don't have to factor anything. I don't want to buy that auction because I already looked on eBay. See, they sell like hotcakes. I know I'm going to make 150% profit on them. Those, those I don't have to be concerned about. Uh, but when you're out there sourcing, you're buying from companies, you have to use that process and factor in everything you can. You know, so if you want to factor in your sales tax, factor in your sales tax. So. Is that it? Uh, one more question. Oh, one more? Uh, when you're doing business in your house and you're no longer paying a mortgage, how do you estimate your home contribution costs what, in order to... What's great about doing business out of your house yeah. is it's tax deductible. Oh. So whatever space you're using, you deduct that from your taxes, and it's worth, to me, it's worth thousands of dollars. Okay. You know, because I have, uh, I think I have close to 500 square feet that I'm using okay. for my office and my, my products, and I deduct all that 
I, del I deduct a portion of my electricity bill, my water bill, my phone bill, my property taxes, if I painted my house, you know, whatever. I deduct all of that, and it's all legitimate. And you'd be surprised how much money. So you got no overhead, but you're, you're deducting all these taxes this from your in your house from your income tax. It's a great, great write-off. Just, just as a writer, though, uh, the IRS looks, uh, scrutinizes very closely the home use of, uh, um, uh, of uh, uh, business and the deductions. I mean, that's, that's, that will flag you very quickly for uh, an audit. But again, if you document and keep all your records, you have nothing to fear. Yeah, make sure... Don't use 100 square feet and write off 500 square feet. <laughs> they will nail you. But there's so many home-based businesses now that, you know, years ago, if you tried to write off home-based operations, that the IRS really frowned on that. Now they don't even blink an eye because they know so many people are doing it. But you got to keep records because if you do get audited, they want those records. And so just, the main thing is just always keep everything legitimate. You got nothing to worry about. But you got to keep, of course you already have a utility bill. That's a record. But don't write off $10,000 in utilities when you only spent two. You know, you got to, you get like, I think, I don't even want to say like 20% or something like that. I, but you get a pretty good little percentage off. It's going to how many square feet you use. But just keep records and do it right, and it saves you a lot of money at the end of the year. Uh, uh, you can write off computers, business furniture, you know, whatever business supplies, printer, ink, all of that, and it's all, it's all legitimate. Yeah. Do all those costs, if, if, they, if they come as costs, do they play any role in your product pricing? I, I didn't get it. I'm sorry. Well, you know, I, I think you're asking questions that may be better directed to an accountant. Yeah, so yeah. yeah I, don't, I don't want to get you in trouble. <laughs> you're exactly right. But I can just say what the write-off is. I can't, okay. I can't tell you the percentages. Yeah. Okay. But uh, the main thing is always stay up front, legitimate, honest, and you'll, you'll never get in trouble. Yes, one more. You talked about um, invoicing uh, at the end, so I was just asking um, when you're when you've already started this. I'm guessing you do have to have a logo um, for the business, just so that you could have an invoice that uh, shows your business name in when you send it to the customer. When you current. sell a product on eBay, uh, an invoice is automatically generated. So when eBay's made it really easy. When you sell a product, drops down in your sold category, there's a little box there that says print label. You print the label, and right there with print a label, print the invoice. And so you can print those out. So if you sell, I don't worry about, I always send the customer an invoice. If I sell something in my state, I, I print out two invoices, one for myself, one for the customer, and I save those so at the end of the quarter I can add them all up and figure out my sales tax. But it's right there. You don't have to create it yourself. It's automatically created. All you have to do is print it out. 
Okay, well, let's all stand up together. I hope this helped you and blessed you today. It's been my blessing to be here and share this with you. And uh, I want you to be blessed. So, those of you that want me to lay hands on you, pray over you and just impart what God's given me, it's my honor to do that. and for those of you who don't, then we'll dismiss after prayer. But Brother Bank, I'd like for you to come and just close us in prayer, okay? Yeah, just so you guys understand, we're about to pray now. But it's also specifically saying for those of you who are desirous of getting started and you want the spiritual impartation the anointing to be able to succeed in what you are about to embark upon. You'll be glad to lay hands on you. Now, why is that important? That is important because for two and a half hours, you received knowledge. But the spiritual impetus that can add the super to the natural you just received thats good. is just as critical. Yes, sir. As a pastor, shepherd, nothing will make my heart gladdened to see maybe five of you or seven of you leave this room and a year from now you can have his testimony. Amen. Amen. I mean, I listened to the presentation and I said to myself, wow, it's doable. It's doable. Wow. So that's, so that's taken off the table. It is doable. Can you say that with me? Say it is doable. So that's, that's, so the next question you have to ask yourself is, am I willing? Not only is it doable, are you willing to remain in the same financial position you've been all these years? Praying, praying, fasting, praying, praying, fasting, reading the word, but doing nothing about it. If you are not doing anything about improving your bottom line, Nothing is going to happen. Nothing is going to happen. So, is it doable? Yes, it's doable. Am I willing to take the necessary steps to do what is doable? You have to answer that question. I can't answer that for you. Do you want $10,000 more? You want $50,000 more? You want $100,000? However much more money you want to see will determine how much time you're going to invest in doing it. Is it doable? Yes. Am I willing? You have to answer the question. Now, for those of you that are willing, he's going to lay hands on you. Now, I told you there are so many things I could not tell you in that little time of introduction. Listen, I know this man. I'm telling you, I know this man. I don't know how God does it, but I'm telling you, I know this man. No, seriously. Seriously, he carries that grace. It's doable. You are willing and you submit yourself to the impartation. It's history. But you have to answer those two questions first. Because I don't want him to lay hands on a heart that is not willing. I don't want to waste his time or your time. 
So this is not by compulsion. We've not charged you any money for this. Some people will charge money for this. But his desire is to see the body of Christ empowered financially so we can do more for the kingdom of God. That's the reason for this. Amen? Amen. So I'm going to pray a prayer, a general prayer for everybody. Thank God for you coming. Thank God that God will bless you as you go home. And all of that general prayer, I'm going to do that just to thank God for your presence. And then, for those of you who've answered the question, it's doable and willing, I want you guys to just come here so that Pastor Bob can lay hands on you. Is the instruction clear? Do you understand it? Thank you very much. Ah, look at this guy. You're already coming. (laughs) Praise God. I love I love Praise God. Yes. Oh, wow. Amen.